You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, have you here a quick sign in? You'll just make sure to write your name and blood there, and the uh, church will forever know you were here tonight. Uh, quick reminder, same thing we did last week. Uh, tonight is the um, course entitled uh, Cultivating a Life in Prayer. Right? Totally separate from the one we had last week about how to study the Bible. Right? So uh, we do this one this week. Next one, we have one called Basic Christian Beliefs. Right? Again, it'll be totally separate from what, we did, what we're going to do tonight, what we did last week. Uh, after next week, we take a week off, and then we start the cycle over. Right? How to study the Bible, cultivating life of prayer, basic Christian beliefs. And we go like that just about to the uh, first part of May. Okay? Just make sure you're in the right place. This is where you want to be. Um, yeah, you might want to. Yeah. <laughs> About prayer, I'm out of here. Yeah, um, and I am. Just so you know, uh, Brian asked last week about uh, uh, these audio recording these, so I, I'm gonna try it out, see if it works. Um, uh, so this is for you, Brian, and, and anybody else. Anybody say hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Okay, and anybody else that may make use of it, and we'll see how the recording comes out. We'll go from there, and maybe next time we'll do some video or something. Okay. But that's what I forgot. Um, tonight we'll get started with this idea about prayer. And I want to offer to you two assumptions that I think we need to have about prayer. Right? The first one is that not everyone knows how to pray. Not everyone knows how to pray. So I want you to put this in your mind. Maybe you've done something like this, right? We, we know prayer is important. We know that. We hear guys like me talk about it. We read about it in Scripture, uh, so on and so forth. So we have this idea that, yeah, prayer is important. So maybe you've done something like this. You say, you know what? I'm going to do it. This is the time. You know, first of the year, make my, make my New Year's resolution. I'm going to make prayer an important part of my life. You know what? I'm, I'm going to carve out 30 minutes of my day, and I'm going to pray. So you sit down, you find the right time, you get yourself comfortable, um, you get everything quiet, you make sure the phone's put away, you tell the kids to go do whatever, and you have this 30 minutes to yourself, you begin to think about the things you want to pray for. And, you know, you got a, maybe an, an uncle who's ill, or maybe you were in church uh, that week, and uh, one of the, the names that were called out, you're remembering that name, maybe even a couple of names. You know, you saw something on the news that you thought, man, I, you know, somebody needs to pray for that. I'm, I'm going to pray for that. Pray for that. You, you, lift out, you lift up some names of people that you know that could probably use prayer. Maybe somebody's asked you, hey, could you pray for me? You list a couple of names. You even think about things that you have that you want to pray for, for yourself. Maybe there's uh, some, some kind of attitude you're asking God to, to help you overcome. Maybe there's some kind of circumstance you're in the middle of that you really need God's help. You think about all these things. That you're praying for. You've carved out this 30 minutes of time and you begin to pray and you go through all those things you have listed and you happen to look up at the clock and you realize only 30 seconds has passed by. <coughs> and then what happens after the first 30 seconds? You've already prayed all those things. Then our minds start to wonder. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, what, what am I going to do next? What I got to work on? What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Is this over yet? And so, are we there yet? So it's easy to to understand the frustration that a lot of people have with prayer, right? Because that's that's kind of a, I think I think a familiar experience that we have something like that. And if that's what prayer is, I mean, what does that do? Does that really do any good at all? And is that really worth my time, or am I even doing it right? But again, so I, w- I want to offer you the first assumption that not everyone knows how. And I don't feel bad about saying that because prayer is something that we learn to do, right? It's something that we work our way to learn to do. Not everyone can lift 100 pounds, can they? (laughs) Yeah? But even somebody, maybe a little bit younger, decides, I can't do 100 pounds. I can't lift 200 pounds now, but I'm going to start, right? And so they start with 50 pounds. Then they get bold and go to 60, 75 go on and so on. And I think prayer is kind of the same way. But the first assumption is not everybody knows how to do it. People, I've had this conversation with people and I tell them, look, I've always struggled with prayer. Kind of the same scenario happens to me too. And so I have have tools that help me because my mind wanders, forget it. I'm just, there goes prayer, right? So it's something you learn how to do. And I want to give you the permission to say praying can be hard and doesn't always feel natural. We say prayer is talking to God, right, or having a conversation with God. And that's fine, but the problem is sometimes that conversation's over just like that, and we don't know what else to say, right? So our first assumption is uh, not everyone knows how to pray. The second assumption is everyone can learn how to pray. Go ahead, if you have a Bible with you, if you see one on that table, go ahead and find the book of Luke. Uh, Luke 11, excuse me, I'm sorry. Find Luke 11. Let me get mine here. I've got to use my Bible because it's got all the secret answers. So, Luke 11, it's right before Luke 12. Is that helpful? <laughs> the chapter, the chapter, yeah. We're going to start just at the very beginning. Uh, some of you have heard me um, mention that I, I feel like this is some of the uh, most freeing words of Scripture we're about to read. Again, with the first understanding, that er, not, assumption that not everyone knows how to pray. Then we read these, these verses. He, being Jesus, right, was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples, right? And so there's something about either the way Jesus prayed, there's something about um, what the disciples heard from Jesus as he prayed. Maybe there's even a little bit of jealousy. You know, here they are, they're disciples of Jesus, and they're looking at disciples of John thinking, wait a minute, we want to pray like them? Jesus, you hadn't given us that lesson on prayer yet, so teach us to pray. And I think that's a, a great reminder of the second assumption that although not everyone knows how to pray, everyone can learn 
even disciples. Sure, sure. Teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And, of course, uh, what Jesus says is, when you pray, say, Father, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. Sound familiar? Sort of, right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, that might be a, another lesson. Uh, he gives what we call the Lord's Prayer. Right? And so we take the Lord's Prayer as a, a, a basic model of, of Christian prayer. right? Because when Jesus' disciples said, hey, teach us, well, this is what he said, this is how you pray. Right? Of course, there's two versions and that's something else we'll make sense of some other time. But the point is for us, more than anything, that we can learn how to do this. And I think we should. Okay? It was a part of uh, Jesus' ministry. Uh, this isn't the only passage where it mentions Jesus being away or to himself in private, uh, in prayer, either in the morning or some other time. It seemed to be a very important part of his life. And I don't know if it's a part of the Savior's life might want to make it part of our life too, right? So, first assumption, not everyone knows how. Second assumption is everyone can learn. And we're going to go with that. We're going to um, um, make sure we, we build upon that premise. I don't know how much you know about church history, but I just want to introduce you to someone that if you start looking at church history, you'll be introduced to uh, eventually. We're not going to talk too much about him, but um, his name is Origen. Anybody know, anybody know him? Okay, um, third century Christian, uh, pretty important uh, philosopher, um, uh, teacher of the church. Uh, many people look to um, with all things faith and, and so on and so forth. Um, there's a lot to say about him, but uh, he does uh, help us with prayer because he had some basic questions, one in particular that I want us to talk a little bit about. And the question is, if God knows everything, and we say God knows everything, right, then why should we pray? Why should we pray if we know that God knows everything? Okay. What do you think? If God knows everything, why bother with prayer? Okay. Okay. So you participate in? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it probably shapes at least part of their understanding. Or the question is, well, what's the point, right? If we if we say and we know we believe that God has control of everything, God's gonna do what God's gonna do. Okay. So are you suggesting then that prayer maybe is not about influencing God as much as it might be about now um, yeah (laughs) we want to point that out because you know there's common thought about what prayer is and it's getting God on your side getting God to do what we want God to do convincing God that what I'm praying for is what you really need to be doing, God. That's a great example, right? So, so here on one side, you have, you have a family saying, God, lead us because this is what the situation like. And you could have somebody on our side saying, but yeah, but God, keep them here, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we'll figure it out here. Yeah. Damn, sure, sure. So, I give you his question to hopefully help you realize that we've been asking these kinds of things for a long time, right? And somebody like him, smart guy like him, has been asking the question too. And um, sometimes we come up with good answers. Sometimes we kind of muddle our way through. Uh, our good friend John Calvin, you've probably heard of him, right? Um, he's the one. If you've heard, ever heard of a Calvinist, well, he's the Calvin that uh, they began with, and he gave. Some answers to that that I think tie into some of what you said that are important for us to uh, to consider. And one of the reasons that even though God knows everything, excuse me, one of the reasons that we would uh, continue to pray is that we would develop a desire to seek God and to learn. To turn to God in every need. So, (laughs) it's a prayer. Um, So, in our praying, we feel like 
maybe even especially in those times when we don't feel like praying, when it's hard for us, we don't have the word, we're tired, we're bored, we'd rather be doing something else. When we learn how to pray, even in those times, one of the things that happens is we begin to, and I want you to understand, that is a, what kind of word is that? It's a verb, right? Something we, something that happens. It's an action that happens through prayer. We develop a desire to seek God. And we learn to turn to God when we need, or for what we need. Sure. Yeah. We're, we're not always in tune, are we? Sometimes it seems like we're very rarely in tune with what God wants to do. So in our praying, we learn to develop a desire to seek God. Second thing in our prayer, uh, our hearts become free of any desire. I'm not going to write all that. How about that? We would not want to put before God. So in our pr- so in our praying, our hearts become free of any desire that we would not want to put before God. So in our praying, we start learning about the things that are in our hearts that maybe we've put before God. And in our praying, we learn, I don't want to put those things before God. Right? Third thing is, uh, I'm just gonna, I'll write a summary. Free from desire. How about that? Third thing is, it reminds us of all the benefits that come from God. I don't know if you know this, but um, it can be very easy to take God for granted. I mean, we all say, oh, God blessed me. God has done so much for me. Da, 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 da. But it can be very easy to live my life and kind of forget about that. In our praying, especially as we continue more and more to pray and we learn how to pray uh, further, we are constantly reminded that God has blessed us in a lot of ways. And what we're reminded of each day may depend, be dependent upon what we're going through or what we've seen or what maybe God has told us. But as we pray, we're reminded, right? Uh, a good thing starts happening sometimes as we pray. Well, we, we feel like God hears us pray all the time. But there are plenty of times when our prayers seem to come to be. Right? Our prayers are answered, we say. And quite often when that happens, we learn to meditate upon the kingdom of God. Make sense? So we learn after we see things happen, and maybe part of it is we see the kind of things that happen, right? Maybe we pray for some kind of thing, and that's what we want to happen. That never comes to be. We have other things that we pray for. Maybe we haven't prayed for, but we see how those things uh, come to be. And in that seeing what God allows to happen, we learn something about the kind of kingdom that God wants. We learn about what prayers maybe are more important to God. Um, Because I I hate to suggest this, but maybe we need to. Um, God please help my team win the Super Bowl might not be as important as God, please help me find a way 
to help a family in need. Is that fair to suggest? Maybe. Okay. And so as we learn to see the kinds of prayers that God answers, what happens is we learn more and more what seems to be more important to God. Make sense? And then, um, as we pray, I think we receive joy because we see these blessings. We see that God has answered us. We see that God has used our prayers. And that's a joyful thing. It should be, I think, when we feel like God has heard us, that we've been a part of God's work somehow, even if it's just been on our knees um, speaking words. God has used that to do good things, God things, and uh, there's joy behind that. And finally, Calvin would say, uh, John Calvin would say that our prayers teach us to learn to confirm the providence of God. In other words, we've already said God knows everything, but it's part of our understanding of God that God is the one that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Right? That everything is done by God's providence. That God is in control. Da 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 da. And in our praying, we learn to confirm that. We learn to confirm that God is in control. And thankfully, we're not. Make sense? See this maybe in your own life, prayer life, however seasoned or um, unseasoned it may be at this point. There are probably other things we could say, but um, we'll start there. Those are some of the the things that we learn uh, about prayer and through prayer as we learn to practice prayer. Again, if we're learning how to do this, there's a progression, isn't there? We go, we think about how our school went, school days went. Um, When we were in kindergarten, we didn't start off with long division, did we? Where do we start off? Just learning what a number is, right? Learning the difference between 1 and D, (laughs) right? You got to start there. First grade, you kind of build on that. Second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Pretty soon you're doing trigonometry. You smart cookie, you. (laughs) Yeah, he did, right? He did. And prayer, I'm going to suggest to you the same way. Right? We may not know or realize all of these things at once when we pray, but as we continue to pray, we look back on our prayer life. I think we can see that. Right? So then I think that should lead us to the question is, okay, that's why prayer is important. That's what prayer does to us. How do we actually do prayer? Now, how do we get from that 30-second all-encompassing prayer to something that we feel is a little more beneficial. Or let me ask you this. Is that 30-second prayer beneficial enough? Okay. 
Yeah, let me suggest that if that's all you know how to do, then that is a very beneficial prayer. That's a good point. Remember that in a few minutes. We're going to talk about that, um, that that appointment you have. Um, But when you practice something and practice something, what tends to happen? Hmm? You get better at it, right? It becomes more natural to it. That 50 pounds, all of a sudden, you get to 100. It's no big deal, right? And then you can move on. So I think if we feel like, you know, we've been praying for however many years of our life, but we feel like we still are stuck right there, then maybe there's some more things we can learn about how to pray. Does God hear those prayers that we jam in? Of course, of course, right? But as we are maturing in our faith, we're learning more how to pray. Um, So think about that. um, God, pray for my uncle, my neighbor, da, da, da. How much does that sound like the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. And so there's some other things we have to learn, right? And, of course, we're, we're looking at the Lord's Prayer as a model, and we see that uh, he has something else. Hello! Maybe not. Hello! Oh, well, that's a big church mouth, huh? Yeah. All right, we'll let them come in if you want to. So, um, <clears throat> a way to, uh, to, to, to progress in, in learning how to pray is to think about elements of prayer. You guys mind if I erase this for you? You got it all memorized? <laughs> it's not nice to lie while you're talking about praying. Now, if you would like to say, you know, go home and go Google learn to pray or, or methods of praying or how do I pray, so on and so forth, you're going to find that uh, a lot of people have different ideas of things that are important to do, right? And I think that's fine. I don't think there's necessarily any perfect, yeah, perfect way to pray, a perfect form of prayer, other than maybe we may say, uh, the Lord's Prayer would be that perfect form because that's what Jesus gave us. Uh, but there are some common elements that you're going to find no matter who's speaking. I have a couple of them here. Actually, these come from our good friend, Origen, again. That when we pray, something we have to learn how to make sure becomes a part of our prayer is thanksgiving. That if in our praying we aren't thanking God for something, you were missing out on something important. Yeah. 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 God, before I get on my roll and tell you everything that I need you to do, let me just thank you for what you've already done. Right? And that's that's an attitude of the heart, isn't it? Right? That's an attitude of saying, before I get to what I think I think needs to get done. Let me just reflect on what you've already done. And let me thank you for it. Right? Remember the story of the, the ten lepers? Remember that? Jesus healed and um, all ten walked away, but only one of them 
came back. And his, Jesus' question was, well, where are the other nine? Why aren't they thanking God? Well, sometimes us, us lepers need to remember that we've got to stop and thank God. Right? Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry? Well, yeah, um, and actually, we, yeah, we're actually, we might, might actually, if we get timer, we may actually look at that. When he's in the well, he does. Now, maybe he doesn't come out and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, right? <laughs> but there is an attitude or, or sense that he has a feeling of, God, you've done something for me, right? Even though I was, in, I'd been brought so low, I got seaweed wrapped all around my head, and, and the gates of God were closed on me forever. God, you still were able to lift me up. And a couple of things, not just um, in our prayers, not just learning, learning not to just pray for ourselves, but for whom? Other people. And Jesus told us to not think of ourselves first, but to think of others first. So maybe on Thanksgiving, God, thank you so much that you did for whomever. You didn't get to God. You've done some pretty cool stuff for me, too. And I appreciate it. Right, but Thanksgiving. Second thing that our prayers should include is confession. Oh Lord, have mercy! Right. Actually, this is probably the second easiest thing to pray for. I think. I think the easiest thing that people have in their mind when it comes to praying is God, do this, do this, do this, bless my family. Da da. I think those, that's kind of easy to, to pray for. I think the next next best thing that people realize at prayer is, oh, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. Jonah, right? I did it again. So it's confession of our own sins, um, asking for the healing and deliverance, uh, maybe for the habits that led us to that sin or to those sins. But we're bringing all of that to God in our prayer. God, this is who and what I've been. Um, In our our church, specifically, we talk a lot about, um, and Nancy, if you want to elaborate, please do, sins of commission, right? These are the sins or the things we've done that we know shouldn't have done. And then we have sins of omission. And these are the things that we didn't do that we should have done. I should have stopped and helped, or I should have, but I didn't. Right? And all that becomes a part of our, our confessional prayers. Right? God, this is what I've been. This is what I've done. After we've gone through all of that, then, then we get to this petitional prayer. God, now I need you to do this. Now, we're, we're taking this from our good friend Origen, and... Um, he would have a fit, I'm going to suggest to you, if, if he heard someone say, God, please help my team win the Super Bowl. Because that would be what he might call an earthly desire or, or something like that, right? So for somebody like Origen, even other great teachers, when it comes to our petition, we're praying for the things that really matter. Now, again, 
God hears everything we pray for? Yeah, I think so. And does God know that sometimes we're still immature? I think so. But what we're doing is learning how to do this better, right? learning how to connect ourselves and to participate exactly what you guys said in, in, in our prayer and in God's work. So part of what we're doing when we talk about these things that we want to have done, it's not just, not just little, little petty things, right? God, please help me find the best parking lot, parking space. Maybe, but yeah. yeah. But the things that matter to the kingdom of God, things that matter to the world, things that may matter to other people, right? And finally, um, we end the doxology. Uh, the Lord's Prayer does that, right? How does how does the Lord's Prayer, as we traditionally recite it, how does it end? For thine, right? that's a doxology. That's a praise of God. Right? A little bit different from a thanksgiving, but it's a God. This is who you are. Yeah. Could be, but if not, you know. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, somebody suggests, you know, this is where you invoke, right, the, the name of the Trinity, God. You, this is who you are, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that kind of thing. But Include that in our praying, a praise, a praise of God. Okay, makes sense. Some of us learned this. Does that look familiar to anybody? Acts prayer. Yeah, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good model. It's it's. it's it's not a bad model because adoration, we're saying who God is. God, you're great. God, you're good. Da, 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 da. We do that first, right? Right before we get into, hey, God, I need you to do this. Confession, we're saying who God is. We're admitting who we've been. Then we're thanking God for the things we see around us. And then we get to the things that are on our heart that we need, we feel like we need to pray for. It's a good model to learn. Uh, and if you haven't uh, tried that, go for it. I, one time I had someone ask, yeah, but John, do I tell myself I'm going from A to C? And what if I get S and T mixed up, right? Because um, it can't happen. Um, what if I end up doing cats instead of acts? Does it really matter? I don't know that it matters, but again, it's a model, right? It helps us remember the, these parts of the prayer that, that are important for us, okay? There's something missing from here, though. Even from here, I think, um, that's important. So think about your concepts, concepts you mentioned of, of um, participating with God or, uh, would you say, um, connecting with God. What might be missing from here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys picked that up so quickly. Yeah. I, I would probably say, you know, that's part of the umbrella of listening. That, sure, yeah, okay, you hear something, you got to figure it out. It, there are two separate things. Right, right. Right, let those who have ears hear. Well, they all had ears, they were hearing, but what he was really saying is, listen 
what I'm saying. Not just the words. That's a good point. I mean, you know, so we carve out this 30 minutes, right? And then, so God, we're giving you 30 minutes to say what you're going to say and to tell us what you're going to tell us. Uh, after 31, I've got things on the plate I need to take care of. Doesn't always work that way, right? Just get you one of those Bluetooth things so people don't think you're crazy. That's right. Today, 